to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Of things here on the block on a Wednesday, another fantastic day of sports radio for you. And of course, before we get out, I don't think we mentioned Adrian Martinez's name. We've got to at least mention him once every time. Uh, somewhat joking there, but he did. He did speak today at Big Twelve Media Days, um, saying that he loves Nebraska. You know, he didn't want to say that it was time to reflect on his Nebraska career quite yet. Obviously, he's still got one more year to go at Kansas State. Um, but he says that he, he loves Nebraska. It's his alma mater, and hopefully he says, I didn't burn that bridge. I don't think I did. And, uh, you know, some people may get frustrated about something he says here or there about Kansas State maybe having a more talented roster or whatever he, he said over the offseason that's kind of rubbed a few people the wrong way. But I, I, would, I would go ahead and think that if Adrian Martinez, you know, two years, three years down the line, returned to Memorial Stadium, he'd get uh, pretty close to a standing ovation or at least uh, a, 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 a round of claps from most of the crowd who understands that maybe he wasn't the most successful quarterback here, but he, he it, it wasn't for a lack of trying. It wasn't for a lack of, of giving it his all. He got injured quite a bit. Uh, he stuck around maybe when others wouldn't. Um, so I will continue to cheer for Adrian Martinez at Kansas State and hope that he does well. Um, but it is, it is kind of like that thing with your ex-girlfriend or, you know, your ex, whatever it may be, um, where you do hope they do well and, and you wish the best for them, but not better than you. I mean, there's there's a line yeah, to this. I mean, you still got to do a little bit better. <laughs> that's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, look, you, you, that's the best way to say it, man. I think the, the, the girlfriend analogy is the best thing to say it. You want them to succeed. You want them to have success, but you definitely don't want them to have as much as you do. <laughs> <laughs> right which i always got i thought was funny when you say you know i wish you the best because we all know you mean not the best but yeah i get that you mean pretty good and that that's pretty good and all too so maybe we'll have a little bit more coming out of big 12 media days with with adrian but i think that was probably the the nebraska centric uh, uh type of quote that we're going to get out of it but you never know people are probably always going to ask adrian about nebraska that seems the way to go uh before we get out of here though i did want to kind of think about donovan mitchell who is is reportedly now on the trade block with Utah. Of course, they got rid of Rudy Gobert, um, took all of Minnesota's uh, draft picks in order to do so. And I think between the two, it's kind of interesting. Who would you think is a hot, hotter commodity? Because uh, I think if you're looking to build a team, Donovan Mitchell might be that that guy that you would want. Maybe not as your number one, but certainly as a number two or three, where Rudy is a lob guy. I mean, one of the best defensive players in the league, absolute rim protector. Um, but, you know, it's an offensive league, so you kind of wonder if both of them, you know, if you would have asked me before, if both of them are on, are on the trade block, I think Donovan gets you the biggest package. But it's going to be hard for Trader Danny, Danny Ainge now over there at Utah, um, to get that sort of package twice, wouldn't you think? I mean, I know he's Danny Ainge. I know uh, that he can absolutely uh, fleece people on these trades. But, uh, I mean, if they get another, what, six, five, six draft picks on Donovan or on Donovan Mitchell, they're going to be about as loaded with draft picks as the Thunder, I guess. Yeah, I, I just don't – I don't see it. I, I think you've got to look at it from a standpoint of the marketability because you've got to look at where they're coming from and where they're going to. Um, like I said, Minnesota is not a destination city. So in order to acquire what they wanted, they have to build assets, which they do build, 
when they release like Wiggins and when they release, you know, top tier players like your over the past years, like your Stefan Marbury's. So when they have those top players, which they're going to get from the draft, depending on where they normally slide, they felt like they just found themselves in that kind of San, San Antonio place where they were in, but just out. And there was a reason why they were out. And it was defense. And Big Cat is not your rim protector. He's a stretcher guy. They were looking for more of a defensive presence. And they felt that Rudy Gobert was going to give them that. And to be able to send the assets that they had, he was there with the money. He was going to be a longtime Stapleton. And that's what they're looking for. Now, Donovan, he may end up going to a better team, which is not going to have as many assets which you're just not going to be able to unload to them. He's going to try to get the best that they can get. They may just want to try to make him happy. They don't want to, they may just send them in. And the only way you benefit from a Donovan Mitchell situation is you're going to send him to a doldrum type location. But why would the doldrum type location want to give up something and, and take on that salary, which he mostly just recently signed, I think within the last two years, and then you're not really any better in getting to the playoffs unless you know he's going to get you there as he did with the uh, Utah Jazz, unless you know that. So otherwise you're going to be in rebuild mode. And you got to say, is he that guy that's going to be a part of your rebuild that's going to be able to get you over the hump? And that's the decision that most of these people are going to be making. And do you think when you look at his market value, do you think that – because some people are saying, well – He's not a number one. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't give up the farm because he's not a number one. Do you think that that's fair? I mean, he's one of the all time leaders as far as points per game in the playoffs go. Understanding he's not probably a, you know, a top 10 player altogether, but when the playoffs are on, he turns it on. The other thing is, if you're going to use like the Utah Jazz against him for being a number one, he had Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley, you know, and they had a really good team as far as, you know, filling the roster out with with Bogdanovich and Joe Ingles and, and, and of course, the sixth man of the year a couple of years ago. Um, so, I mean, they've they've got uh, they've got some guys out there and they've, they had a pretty good roster. But I don't know if they were ever like you never gave him a running mate that was truly like another top. 20 players to say and you know so maybe that maybe there is still some room out there for Donovan Mitchell to be your number one if you're going to be competitive do you do you think so I, I think he's a little higher than Wiggins I think like for example I think he could be a Wiggins type he comes over and becomes a number two for somebody and be a dominant number two um I just I don't know where that is right now you All know right. what I'm saying because there's teams either in rebuild and that's kind of that mid that mid level. And there's teams in rebuild, and there's teams looking to go to another level. And I would have seen him maybe going to New York. I think he would have been a better yeah. option than Jalen Brunson. I can see him going there, but does New York have assets in order to remove it? Um, you know, I don't see him going to Brooklyn. I don't think that would make sense for him. I just because they've already unloaded their assets and they're looking for assets. I just don't see where he goes. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. I look at the whole landscape of everything, I don't see where he goes other than to Sacramento, maybe go up there and become that second guy with Damian Lillard. But do they have assets to to yeah. take that on? I, I don't think they do. And they just signed Damian Lillard to where they signed him to. So it's, it's one of those things, man. 
it's one of those things that it's a it's a nightmare. It's probably going to take a three team trade in order to get it done. I just don't see where it goes. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's hard to pick out a a team or a destination to see where that you know how does a trade fit in there. So um, that's certainly going to be interesting and in, to look forward to as uh, the NBA offseason uh, still rolling here in the summer as it usually does. Uh, keep in mind, Kevin Durant still on the trade block. Kyrie Irving could be traded any day. So uh, we still could have some major moves in the NBA offseason before we're all said and done. And maybe before you're all said and done there in Vegas. Once again, Strick down there watching some summer league, getting some business done in Vegas for the week. So we'll catch up with him again tomorrow uh, and kind of see maybe if, uh, if anything's turned around, if you get a chance to watch some of those guys tonight. Uh, but uh, that'll wrap it up for myself and Strick on the block. Ticket weeknights coming up next. Harrison Arns will take over uh, right before riffing with Raf tonight. Have a good night. <laughs>